At the Surgery Center at Pelham, we continue to perform in a safer environment and get you home in your bed the same day without a hospital stay. Learn more online at surgerycenteratpelham.com. Being without your vehicle due to an accident, a dent, or heel damage can be a hassle. If that happens, the George Coleman Ford Collision Center is there for you. With the customer service you get from their sales and service teams, they handle insurance claims or take care of you personally, just like you'd expect from a family business around for nearly a century with a 100% guarantee and no hidden fees or extra fees. Call the George Coleman Ford Collision Center at 610-2655. Friends, winter is here, and Elkmont Trading Company in Powdersville and Clemson is the perfect place to get all of your apparel and gear to get you comfortable through the season. Elkmont features great outdoor gear, clothing, and shoes from the brands you like, Patagonia, Free Fly, Bog Bags, Hey Dudes, Birkenstocks, Ray-Ban, and Costa Sunglasses. In addition, Elkmont features the upstate's largest selection of on-running shoes, and as kayak season approaches, Elkmont's knowledge and expertise with over 25 years of serving the local lakes is why you should shop Elkmont first. Hey, I always find cool new items for me and my family, and you will as well. At Elkmont, you can shop for anything from kayaks and lifestyle clothing to home goods, jewelry, and unique game day clothing. With two convenient locations in Powdersville across from Chick-fil-A on Highway 153 and then Clemson at 93 exit off of 123. There's always something for everyone at Elkmont. And go Tigers! Fried chicken, just like Mama makes. Seafood, platters, and fresh fried oysters, not to mention our famous lizard dinner. No kidding. Who serves up all this deliciousness? The Chicken Basket. That's who. 226-3242. Highway 24, Anderson. Rely on the professionals at EnviroMulch for any outdoor project. Even when it's hot outside, EnviroMulch has the right products to protect your plants and help them retain moisture. This enhances your home and saves you money. Order online at EnviroMulchOnline.com. Hey y'all, Robert Kraft here, owner of Clemson Sock Shop, located inside Newtique Boutique on Pendleton Square. Whether you're looking for funny socks, funky socks, practical socks, or nostalgic socks, we've got you covered. We even carry an exclusive line of Howard's Rock Socks. We're a family-owned small business and are sure to carry a sock that will make you and your feet smile. Shop with us Tuesday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays until 4 inside Newtique Boutique on Pendleton Square. Buy five, get one free. Clemson Sock Shop. It's fun fashion for your feet. No one plans a plumbing problem. Lucky for you, Roto-Rooter is there 24-7, 365. Just like they have been for over 30 years. Locally owned by proud Clemson alumni. They'll handle anything. Plumbing inside or out, home or business, from sinks to disposals to septic tanks. They are the experts. Serving the upstate and western North Carolina. Call 288-7686 or online at rotorooter.com. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And away go troubles down the drain. It's time for the Mark Childress Show on 105.5 The Roar. Sports from a different angle with national guests and exclusive player and coach interviews. And now, Mark Childress. Hey, welcome in, everybody. It's the Mark Childress Show back for season four here in early 2022, episode 71 of the show. Hope you're having a great Tuesday evening. I'm the traveling nomad. In the evenings, I bounce around all the time. I was Mondays in the fall last year. Now very excited to be back on Tuesdays here for at least the early part of 2022. Chock full of guests today. 
Ellis Tolbert is joining me at 725. He, of course, from the 4th and 16th show that you hear right here on The Roar that he does during the football season. We're going to wrap up some football topics he didn't have time to get to as he wrapped up his show a couple of weeks ago. From the Morgan Thomas show that you hear on Thursday nights here at 7 o'clock on The Roar. Morgan's going to join me at 745. We're going to talk a little bit of recruiting tomorrow, National Signing Day, Part 2. But there's some players in the mix for Clemson, and there's some that are, I don't want to say on the fence, but we don't know where some of these guys are going. Clemson hoping to roll Yahtzee tomorrow and get them all. We'll get smart about that with Morgan Thomas as he joins us. But here in the first segment, you can hear him on Facts on Sports here on Wednesday nights on The Roar. It's Facts and Childress. Facts and how's your Tuesday going? Having a pretty good Tuesday. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for uh, joining me. A couple of topics that I wanted to get to uh, today on the football side and then a couple of other things to throw in there. Uh, First things first, this is important to me and probably me only of all the people listening, but the Washington football team rolls out a new name and logo tomorrow or allegedly a new name and logo tomorrow. The rumor I'm hearing is the Washington Commanders. What say you if that is their team name? I've also heard Washington Admirals, but it seems like Commanders is getting the most uh, traction. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to throw a shot at your team, but (laughs) zero Super Bowl since the 80s. What exactly have they been commanding for the past 30 years? Okay. They did win one in the. They did one win win one in the early nineties. Early nineties, right? Yeah. So let's make sure that we get this right. It's been thirty years since the Redskins have won. How how long has it been? No, it's it's early nineties. It's been a while. I, you know, I think any team is there a team if any team in the country, right? I mean, you had the Indians change to the Guardians, and they got a lot of flack about that. Is there any team that could actually change a nickname and with social media today, it actually be embraced as a great name? Because you see that scenario ever happening? Because I think whatever comes out tomorrow, even if it's something new to me and surprising that I kind of even actually like, I think most people are just going to hate on it. No, I think that the name changing is always going to cause controversy regardless. And, you know, you're never going to have anyone on the same page. I personally think if they were going to change it, they moved on from the Redskins, obviously. I would have just kept the football team. I don't really understand the concept of having you know, this one- to two-year bridge period where you're calling it the football team and then changing it something else. This is going to be, in 30 years, people are going to look back on this and think, what in the world were they doing having a bridge year with their name? <laughs> so I, I would have just rocked with the football team at that point. I don't like the name Commanders. You know, the Indians changed to the Guardians. I think that's fine. I think that's a better name than the Commanders. But I'm not liking where uh, the, the team that plays in Washington is going branding-wise. Yeah, and I'm hoping it's a head fake. Listen, I don't mind Washington football team either, and they may very well come out tomorrow and say, hey, we've looked at all these names. We hate them all. We're going to stick with Washington football team, or maybe there's some curveball coming that uh, nobody knows about. But with all these Internet sleuths and uh, people calling uh, different sporting goods stores throughout the country where shirts are made for NFL teams, they're looking on the internet to see like what names are taken and who's taken them and things like that. It seems like the easy bets commanders, so we'll see. Again, I'm going to hate it tomorrow. Sounds like you hate it already, and then I'm sure I'll get used to it, and a year from now, all will be uh, forgotten. All right, uh, Faxon, what about the Clemson football schedule? You and I haven't had a chance to talk about this one-on-one yet. Schedule being announced uh, yesterday evening. Uh, what are some of your initial thoughts about what the Tigers are going to be facing in 2022? 
Yeah, you know, upon first glance, it's pretty run-of-the-mill ACC schedule, you know, kicking it off at Georgia Tech, but not really at Georgia Tech. It's in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. You know, that'll be a game I definitely try and go to with it not being too far down the road. Uh, very nice stadium. That should be an easy Clemson win to kick off the year. Then you got Furman and Louisiana Tech is kind of the freebies in there. Louisiana Tech isn't a terrible team, but that should be a win for Clemson regardless. You know, the thing that sticks out the most off at first glance is, like, when is Clemson going to get tested first? I feel like that's a question we ask every year. September 24th at Wake Forest is not going to be an easy game. Clemson never plays well at Wake Forest. They never have, even when I was a little kid growing up. felt like we always had a weird, uh, like a Thursday night game at Wake Forest, and Clemson never won that game seemingly. That's just how it felt growing up for me. So I'm looking at that Wake Forest game, and honestly, the three-game turn of Wake Forest, NC State, and Boston College is not going to be a fun one. If there's a chunk of the schedule where you could say Clemson could get got, it will be in that stretch of three. Obviously, I know we have the Notre Dame game on November 5th after the bye, but that stretch of three really concerns me more than Notre Dame at this current juncture. I would say Clemson has a better shot of losing one of those three than they do to Notre Dame. Oh, that's interesting. So which one of those three games? Uh, there's one of those three games that I am probably the most concerned about as well when I look at them at Wake Forest on September 24th, home against NC State on October 1st, and at BC on October 8th. It, is Wake the one that worries you the most out of those three, or is it one of the others? It, it's Wake, and it's surely due to the fact that it's a road game. NC State's a good team. We talked about this extensively on Walt's show. A couple, uh, it was earlier this week, actually. We talked about this extensively on Walt's show. NC State's bringing back a lot of players, and they're going to be a really good football team next year. But the fact that that game is in Death Valley, I don't see NC State marching into Death Valley and beating Clemson. Last year when Clemson was on the road at the Wolfpack, it's understandable why they lost. It's difficult to play road games in general. But you know, you're talking about a Wake Forest team that's bringing back a ton of key pieces on their offense. They're going to be playing at home. And you know, this is going to be Clemson's first real test of the season. I don't want to say there's going to be quarterback controversy at this point. But there might as well be, considering you know Kate Klubnick is going to play the second half of the Furman game, and you know he's going to see Byrne in the Louisiana Tech game as well. So at that point, we will have gotten a good look at Kate Klubnick, a good look at DJ uh, in this next campaign for Clemson football. And, you know, could there be starter controversy on September 24th between Kate Klubnick and DJ Uyunglele? I think so. I think there's a good chance we see, you know, the Clemson fan base divided on who should be starting that game as quarterback going on the road to Wake Forest. Yeah, it's going to be interesting as we continue on with Facts and Childers from Facts on Sports. You can hear here on the Roar on Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock. I think it's at Boston College that concerns me the most. They've got Phil Dracovic back this year. That's a place that Clemson at times has struggled at over the years as well. And I think that NC State game is probably the one that is circled right now on the first part of the schedule for the Tigers. They're going to be really amped for that. They're going to want revenge back from last season. If you can survive Wake on the road and beat NC State, I feel like it's a big sigh of relief. But that's also the time where you could potentially have a letdown and I think Boston College could be much improved this season. So I think that'll be interesting to watch. But I really like the opening part of the season. I like the idea that the Tigers get to play on national television on Monday night on Labor Day against Georgia Tech, a team they struggled with a little bit last year. But between transfers and you know the typical issues down at Georgia Tech, I really feel like the Tigers are probably not going to be tested in those first three games. That gives DJ some games to get some uh, – 
good reps under his belt, get that confidence back before you go through that stretch. Now, uh, after that, of course, uh, it's Syracuse open date at Notre Dame, which is an interesting one. But the Tigers finished with three straight home games. I don't remember the last time they finished with three straight home games. If anybody out there is listening and you want to hit us on the text line. But Louisville, Miami, and South Carolina, I think there's some pretty big expectations for all three of those teams this season. If there's one of those three games that worries you the most, which one is it? Yeah, um, I'm going to say Louisville, just simply because of the way that these games are scheduled, right? So you have to be thinking, you mentioned the potential, okay, let's say Clemson starts 3-0, and they go up to Wake and win, and I don't think there's any scenario in which we lose this NC State game to those guys coming in here. That's a game that Clemson usually, you know, that's the type of game that Clemson usually gets a blowout statement win in. So I'm just going to say, I think we start the season 5-0, and and while you're saying, this BC game could cause concern because it could be a letdown game, which, by the way, I agree, especially when you're playing against a team with an elite quarterback like Boston College has in Filipovic. You know, when you look at the schedule, if Clemson goes to Notre Dame in South Bend and wins that game versus Louisville is the ultimate trap game. That just screams trap game to me. And for people who are forgetting, Louisville should have beaten Clemson last year. If Malik Cunningham doesn't get yeah. hurt, I'd argue. Louisville does beat Clemson. So if you are an undefeated football team at this point and you go on the road to Notre Dame and beat them at home against Louisville, who has a dynamic off, you know they're going to put up points, you know Malik Cunningham can run and pass, that just screams trap game to me. Miami, I'm not really concerned about, even though they do have good quarterback play as well. I don't think Chris Sabal is going to be able to march into Death Valley year one and get it done. He's never played in an environment like this. And then when you talk about South Carolina, I'm just always going to chalk that up to a win. Even though Shane Beamer is doing a, Shane Beamer's doing a great job, if we're being objective down there, and he's really already seemingly turned the program around. I mean, they brought in Spencer Rattler and another elite Oklahoma tight end uh, wide receiver hybrid guy. So the Cox are going to have some talent this year. I could see them winning seven, eight games again, but I think Clemson is always going to win that game at home. That's interesting. So same concept for me around that Boston College game after the NC State game. I'm a little concerned about that being a trap game. You're looking at that Louisville game after Notre Dame on the road in November as a potential one as well. Uh, I could buy into that, I think. And I do think that you would rather have played Miami early in the season than late in the season. I think we're all high on Cristobal getting Miami headed in the right direction. I think they're going to be able to score points this season. I think they will be improved with all of the coaching staff and turnover and turmoil. That kind of feels like a team that I wish they were that Clemson was getting in week three or four, not week 11 when they figured out who they are and maybe improved a lot and gotten better. But I'm with you. I, you know, nothing jumps out on this schedule is super worrisome to me. I think this is set up really well for the Tigers. But at the same time, I mean, so many games went down to the wire last year. All the coaching changes. What are we going to get with DJ? Um, you know, I'm not super confident, but at the same time, I could see the Tigers putting together a really nice 10, 11, even 12 win campaign next year. I'm in agreement. And I'm just going to say it right now because I truly believe it. September 24th at Wake Forest, there will be a large subsection of the fan base, probably myself included, who is calling for Kate Klubnick to be the starter. It doesn't matter if DJ goes out there with a perfect passer rating. I think in that game, once we see what Kate Klubnick can do against Georgia Tech, once we see what he can do against Furman and Louisiana Tech, it's going to be Kelly Bryant and Trevor Lawrence 2.0. You know DJ is going to start the season as a starter. DJ is going to start the season as a starter regardless because that's how Dabo Sweeney operates. You can't question it because of results in the past. You know, Cole Stout over Deshaun Watson still doesn't resonate well with me, but we did win the national title, and a big part of that is the way Kelly Bryant played in that Texas A&M game. So I think that we see both quarterbacks in that Wake Forest game on September 24th in some capacity. 
That's interesting. We'll definitely keep our eyes on that as we continue on with Facts and Childress. You can hear him here on The Roar on Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock with his show, Facts on Sports. Facts and I, two things real quick before you get out of here. Um, Caleb Williams to Southern Cal today, not a big surprise, but a big blow for Brent Venables at Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, you know, NIL money out at USC is ridiculous. You've got to tip the cap to Lincoln Riley. You know, a lot of people have a sour taste in their mouths with Lincoln Riley right now. I respect it. You know, he's going out and living in one of the most luxurious areas in the country. He's moved his wife and kids out there. It's a great school. It's a great program. And it's a historic program. It's a very highly touted job. Lincoln Riley is using all the resources to his advantage. He's got his quarterback now. They've got the number two transfer uh, class. They might have moved up to number one today with Caleb, but I'm pretty sure Ole Miss still holds number one uh, with Lane Kiffin. If they've got Jackson Dart and a couple of the other guys, uh, Jared Ivey, amongst others. But, you know, yeah. Ole Miss and USC right now are looking to be the two main proprietors of this NIL money in the transfer portal, and they're bringing kids in left and right. you got to tip the cap. They're taking advantage of the system, and they're setting themselves up well for next year and the future. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting, and I know Oklahoma's got some transfers coming in as well and is probably going to be okay on the quarterback front. I kind of get the feeling that this was the plan for Williams all the time. He did say, hey, I'm entering the portal. I may very well come back to Oklahoma, but I don't think this surprised anybody today, and it definitely doesn't sound like, sound like it surprised you. No, it didn't surprise me at all, and I think, I think the general consensus, and we all kind of knew once he said he was transferring, he was going to follow Lincoln. I would follow Lincoln. That guy made Baker Mayfield the number one pick in the NFL draft, and he made Kyler Murray. <laughs> so if That's Baker true. and Kyler, who I both think are overwhelmingly average, if they're both the number one pick in the NFL draft, I'm going to play for them. And that's why I wish Joe Brady was still in college because a big part of Joe Burrow's success was because of Joe Brady. And looking back on that roster they had at LSU that year is just ridiculous. But when you look at Lincoln's track record with quarterbacks, why would you not want to play for him? Why would you not want to go play for Lincoln Riley, who has proven he can get his quarterbacks to the NFL? Well, he got the quarterback that he wanted uh, to get him to follow him to Southern Cal. So bright things ahead for them, it sounds like. All right, uh, wrapping up with Fax and Childress now from Fax on Sports. So Fax and you and I... Uh, probably, what is this, like uh, 13, 14 years ago, went to the NHL All-Star Game together in Atlanta. And that still, believe it or not, ranks as probably one of the best four or five sporting events that I've ever been to. It was a blast. The All-Star competition for the NHL is this Friday night. And I didn't know if you saw this, and I thought it was pretty cool. It's in Vegas. They're doing the usual skills competition on Friday night, you know, fastest shot, fastest skater, some goalie things and things like that. But they are doing this one thing where they're putting these uh, cards up on this giant, you know, I, I don't know the best way to describe it, but they're going to be different playing cards on a board in front of an NHL player, and he has to try and get 21 by shooting the puck up into the air and knocking out the different cards, right? Like, are you going to get the ace in the top right-hand corner? Are you going to build your way up there, you know, 6-5, 8-3 or something like that, or 8-2 to get to 21? The idea is to get to 21 in as few shots as possible. This sounds really cool to me. Does that sound interesting to you? Yeah, I think, you know, especially with the Vegas Golden Knights moving out there as the NHL's recent expansion team and, you know, the way that sports and sports gambling are constantly gaining traction in this country and worldwide, I think they're kind of playing into the whole, you know, you're in Vegas, 21, you can gamble, all this. So I, I like the, the theme that's being placed around it for sure. 
I like it too. I'd probably tune in to watch that anyway, but I definitely will with this. So, uh, Faxon, both you and I are basically doing Tuesday nights and Wednesday nights, respectively, when there's no basketball going on. So, Tigers play in Florida State tomorrow night. You'll have your show back on next Wednesday night. But before you get out of here, what are your thoughts on the Clemson basketball game tomorrow night? You know, every time I come on the station, I pick Clemson to win, and I'm not going to do it this time. I think Florida State's going to come in and get a win tomorrow. I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a good game. You know, Usually in this Clemson-Florida State series, the way it typically crumbles is Clemson wins it at home and Florida State wins it at home. That's what happened last year. It's what's happened two of the past three years. I think this Florida State team is really good this year, and I think their length and athleticism can really challenge a Clemson team that has super small guards and really lacks athleticism. Only has one or two players that I consider elite finishers around the rim. I think Alamir Dawes and Nick Honor could struggle with the length that's going to be presented to them on the Florida State team tomorrow. Do you think Clemson keeps the game competitive? I mean, we're always really good at home. Look for P.J. Hall to have a big game. If he doesn't, I don't, I don't see us winning this one. Got to be honest here. All right. I'm going to assume you're going reverse psychology here because I know you'll be in the house tomorrow night supporting the Tigers, and, uh, and we will figure it out from there. From Faxon Sports, Mr. Faxon Childers. Faxon, thanks for hanging out with me tonight. I appreciate you having me. Awesome. Good stuff, as always, from Faxon. And, again, you can catch him Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock right here on The Roar when there's not a basketball game. So go to watch the Tigers play in Little John tomorrow night. You can catch Faxon next Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All right, coming up next segment, Mr. Ellis Tolbert from 4th and 16 is going to join us. I see a couple of callers holding on as well. We'll squeeze you in before we get Ellis in here as well. This is the Mark Childress Show. When the unexpected happens and you need legal advice on how to move forward, Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, is here to help. Nick is a former state prosecutor and has been fighting for Tiger fans like you for over 20 years. Maybe you were hurt on the job or in a car accident, charged criminally, or need help with a real estate closing. Visit nicklaverylaw.com for more information and call 864-654-3680 to schedule your free consultation. 864-654-3680. Go Tigers! At the Surgery Center at Pelham, we were one of the first facilities to provide a transparent pricing system over five years ago. Not a grocery list of procedures on a website. An actual, interactive, accurate cost estimator tool. You can see what your procedure will cost down to the dollar. Go to SurgeryCenterAtPelham.com and you'll see our cost estimator tool right there on the homepage. Get the exact cost. No hidden fees. Just an honest, straightforward, and transparent price. Learn more online at SurgeryCenterAtPelham.com. Whether it's new or pre-owned, service, parts, or collision, George Coleman Ford, family-owned for over 90 years, sets the bar for customer satisfaction. Come in today to order your new vehicle from George Coleman Ford and save big. Get extra incentives, saving you money on that new Ford you've always wanted. From the top-selling F-150 to the ageless Mustang to the reintroduced Bronco, George Coleman Ford is the upstate's Ford leader for customer satisfaction. Order your new George Coleman Ford today and save Edwards Ford in Wahala wants to invite you to check out their inventory, chat with a service technician, or do a free trade-in evaluation on your current vehicle. Edwards Ford's number one priority is top customer satisfaction and honesty. Edwards Ford offers big store expertise with mom-and-pop values, doing business the right way for over 60 years. Shop for your next new or pre-owned vehicle at Edwards Ford and experience the difference. 3440 Blue Ridge Boulevard in Wahala and online at edwardsfordllc.com. Want more ACC sports? And want to hear from some really cool guests? Kelly Graham like here, check out my new podcast with Eric McClain. 
Gramlick and MacLean. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Ooh-wee! You talk about lip-smacking, finger-licking, homemade fried chicken. I'm talking about the chicken basket on Highway 24 in Anderson. Delicious fish and oysters as well, plus catering for any party. Call them now at 226-3242. This is for the men who never settle. The ones who believe only quitters and a game and a tie. The type of guys who choose the bar with the biggest TVs to overcompensate for theirs at home. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. It's time to lighten up the mood and update your sock collection with Clemson Sock Shop. Our socks are conversation starters, make great gifts, and enhance any outfit. We have exclusive Clemson socks, socks with your favorite sports team, witty puns, and more. Do you love popcorn? How about 80s and 90s nostalgia? SpongeBob? We have a sock for that and so much more. Shop local at Clemson Sock Shop Tuesday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays until 4 inside Newtique Boutique on Pendleton Square. Buy five, get one free. Clemson Sock Shop. It's fun fashion for your feet. For over 30 years, one family has owned and operated Roto-Rooter, helping thousands of home and business owners like you. That's what they do 24-7, 365, with a real voice to talk to when your plumbing issues become their plumbing issues. Rest easy knowing Roto-Rooter is there for you, serving the upstate and western North Carolina for over 30 years. 288-7686, rotorooter.com. Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And away go troubles down the drain. Hey, Tiger fans, don't miss out on this week's specials at Buff City Soap Clemson. With products for everyone, corporate gifts, pet products, laundry soap, seasonal scents, and more, follow Buff City Soap Clemson on Facebook and Instagram for the latest sales and updates. Friends, winter is here, and Elkmont Trading Company in Powdersville and Clemson is the perfect place to get all of your apparel and gear to get you comfortable through the season. Elkmont features great outdoor gear, clothing, and shoes from the brands you like, Patagonia, Free Fly, Bog Bags, Hey Dudes, Birkenstocks, Ray-Ban, and Costa Sunglasses. In addition, Elkmont features the Upstate's largest selection of on-running shoes, and as kayak season approaches, Elkmont's knowledge and expertise with over 25 years of serving the local lakes is why you should shop Elkmont first. Hey, I always find cool new items for me and my family, and you will as well. At Elkmont, you can shop for anything from kayaks and lifestyle clothing to home goods, jewelry, and unique game day clothing. With two convenient locations in Powdersville across from Chick-fil-A on Highway 153 and then Clemson at 93 exit off of 123. There's always something for everyone at Elkmont, and go Tigers! Emanating from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, we are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing high-speed fiber to homes and businesses, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. We're your sports psychologists. Taking your calls on the Vibe Broadband phone lines all day. You're listening to 105.5 and 97.5, The Roar. Touchdown! Where every day is game day. Welcome back to the Mark Childress Show. Glad to be back with you here. Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock is my home. Here for the spring, at least, right? And when there's not basketball or baseball going on. So uh, glad to be with you guys here on a fantastic Tuesday night. Ellis Tolbert from 4th and 16 coming up in just a second. But let's quickly go to the phone lines. Delvin was patient enough to hang out during the break. Delvin, what's going on, man? What's up, Juan? How you doing? 
Good. We hadn't talked in a while. Good to hear your voice. Yeah, I know, man. Because like you got basketball going on, so every time I try to listen to you, either basketball game so so I say I finally got a <laughs> chance to talk to Mark tonight. <laughs> but uh, I heard first of all, let me agree. You say the Washington football team it looks like gonna be the Commanders. I don't like that. Day. I like Washington Admirals the best though. Well, I've seen. I was seeing Admirals at the beginning. So right now we don't know for sure, Delvin. It's going to be announced tomorrow. Is the scheduled announcement from Washington. I was seeing Admirals for a while the last couple of days because I happen to follow a ton of Washington beat writers and fans and stuff on Twitter. Everybody's saying now it might be the Commanders. I don't personally like either one of them. I like it. You don't like them? I like the Admirals. I like it. I think that's okay. It's one of those things where I don't know if there's any name they could come up with where I would love, if that makes sense. Yeah. You remember what I was saying? He wanted something to do with the military. So he's either going to be Commanders or the Admirals. He wanted something to do with the military. And uh, as far as Clemson's schedule goes, I agree with you, man. That that Boston College game is tricky. Going to Boston College, I think you played two teams like Wake Forest and uh, and NC State. And uh, I think Clemson got Wake Forest number though. I, I think going to the road Wake Forest, I think it's gonna be like a de facto home game for Clemson. I think the game and NC State they're gonna be real regular, but that Boston College game is kind of tricky though, because you got you're gonna be hyped for those two big games, and then you got a, a playmaker like Phil Jacobus who's gonna be healthy. Coming in there at, at Boston College, it's going to be a trick game for Clemson. Yeah, and uh, Delvin, thanks for the call. I'm in agreement with you. You know, Faxon, I think, was the most worried about the Wake Forest game and that three-game set. I heard Walt talking earlier. He's really high on NC State this year, even though I'm not. I think Walt is uh, more worried about that NC State game. I personally am more worried about the Boston College game. But, you know, somebody who doesn't worry at all about anything, it's my man, Ellis Tolbert from 4th and 16. Ellis, how are you doing? Pretty good, man. Good to be back on here. Yeah, it's good to have you. Of course, 4th and 16 is a show we have here on The Roar during football season, so you're taking a little bit of break from that. And, uh, you know, I guess you do worry about one thing, Ellis, because the last time I saw you, you were super high in your Tennessee Titans, and they went belly up here early in the playoffs. Sorry about that. Hey, to be fair, everyone in the AFC went belly up against the Bengals. So at this point, <laughs> you know, we, we just kind of live with what happened. Uh, hats off to that team, but we, we've got to find a new quarterback. We'll talk about that at length later. Yeah, I am interested in your thoughts on that. But, you know, quarterback play, you know, rules the roost, I guess, usually on the teams that go to the Super Bowl. And I'm not taking anything away from Joe Burrow, who I think is playing well. I'm not taking anything away from Matthew Stafford, who I think is playing well. And those guys will be matching up in the Super Bowl, obviously. But there were a lot of times where I didn't feel like the best quarterback won some of these playoff games. And that's kind of weird. The whole season's been weird. And I think we've got a weird Super Bowl matchup. I, it's weird, one, that you have the team that goes from worst to first, <laughs> essentially, over at the Bengals. I mean, yeah. a lot of people that are listening, I mean, I, I, was, I think I was four or five when they won the last playoff game. Uh, so that tells you something. And then uh, over on the other side, you, you, you root for a guy like Matt Stafford. He had all those years struggling with the Lions, but it just doesn't seem quite right that they made it, again, the home team, gets to play in their home stadium for the Super Bowl. Just not feeling this one. This is kind of strange. 
Yeah, it is It is a strange matchup, and I do feel like with the Rams playing at home, I, I mean, I think you've got two great storylines, right? You've got the worst of first Bengals, if you will, and their up-and-coming young talent. But I really am drawn to the Matthew Stafford storyline where he literally toiled in purgatory in Detroit for, what, 12, 13 years and then finally gets his yep. shot with a team and an ownership group and a coach. They kind of go all in on him and say, hey, we're betting all our chips on you and bringing us a Super Bowl title. And he leads him to the promised land, and he's, he's been really solid all playoffs. I'm more drawn to that storyline. I agree with you. And I, you got to think there's other factors of that, too. you got a guy like Aaron Donald. Gets to the Super Bowl a couple years ago, doesn't win it. Von Miller gets brought over. We want to see if he can get it done with that defensive side of the ball. And then OBJ, uh, one of those guys that's kind of precarious. You don't know if you like him or you hate him, but he's there now, and he obviously helped elevate them to get to the Super Bowl. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. I tend to lead more of the Rams at this point. Yeah, you know, the NFL, I feel like it's one of those things where you kind of have to pay your dues to win your Super Bowl. It's pretty rare. Some team just comes from nowhere and wins. What you'll see a lot is is a team that just gradually progresses through the playoffs, finally breaks through the Super Bowl, maybe loses one year, and then a couple years later comes back and wins. You don't really see the worst to first. And I've seen a lot of people out there, Ellis, that are telling me that this Bengals team is super likable. Like, Twitter's telling me that the Bengals are super likable and easy to root for, and I don't feel that way at all. Tell me, am I, am I missing something? Am I a little biased because I'm a Clemson fan and I watch Burrow and Chase beat up on Clemson in the national title game? I don't think that's the case. I just don't find the Bengals super likable, even though I may end up pulling for them because of some of the Clemson connections. You know, one of the biggest key factors of the last game against Cincinnati, against Kansas City was can T. Higgins get the ball? You know, if they are blanket covering a guy like Jamar Chase, is T. Higgins going to be able to come through for him? He did at the end. And so I get, I feel a little bit more solace for the Bengals getting there. I, I But I agree with you. I, there's something about Joe Burrow I just don't like. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. it is. Maybe I'm just being a hater. And, and you know, Again, it's incredible what he's been able to do with this organization to get them from, like you said, worst to first. But, again, I feel like I'm more of the Matthew Stafford has been a part of a terrible organization for a decade plus, and he's finally there. I'm, I'm rooting for uh, the, the Rams in this one. Might come back to bite me. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to do the same, but uh, we got two weeks, right, to continue talking about it and thinking about it. So I'll figure it out before we get to game time. Continuing on with Ellis Tolbert, you can hear him on his 4th and 16th show here on the Roar during football season. Ellis, I don't know if you heard me and Faxon in the uh, previous segment talking about the Clemson football schedule. We kind of went game by game. I don't really want to do that with you, but do you like the Clemson football schedule? And are there any kind of gotcha games that you see sitting out there? I, w- I always think that the game after a big game is a is a gotcha game. Uh, I obviously all eyes point to South Bend in November, uh, going up to Notre Dame and playing them in a cold game. The game after that's always the one that you worry about. You get up emotional. Uh, Louisville's not that good of a team, but they can pose a lot of threats. The Clemson's not there. We're going to need a bit louder to really get into this whole program. I'm talking coaches and players to make sure they're on track. Other than that, I think maybe you could see some hiccups there with Boston College or Florida State. 
Um, I'm not too high on NC State at the moment. I know that they have a really good quarterback, but they lost a lot offensive line-wise and receiver room. I'm not too high on them. But other than that, I think this is dress rehearsal for Clemson to get the playoffs yet again. Well, I was going to ask you, you know, if if I was going to, you know, call you out right here and say, is this a return to form for the Tigers next season? Are we going to see better play from DJ? Are we going to have no hiccups at all with a new, essentially brand new coaching staff in place for next season? Sounds like you're really high on them potentially running the table and going 12 and 0. I don't particularly think that Clemson has to run the table. I think that narrative has been set before in 2020, where you lose to a team like Notre Dame, albeit it was kind of a wacky year with COVID and everything. But I think Clemson, with a marquee game like Notre Dame on the schedule, could actually drop one and still make it. Uh, yeah. It just depends on how they look for the rest of the season. And I, I think this is a manageable schedule, as it, as it always is. Of course, every team is getting better. Uh, but I, I feel like each aspect of Clemson, uh, last year was a learning, uh, a stepping point for Clemson to kind of reset. And I think they're, they're there this year. Continuing on with Ellis Tolbert from 4th and 16. Ellis, uh, you talk almost exclusively college football on your show. Really enjoy it. I know you guys talked a lot about uh, transfer players this season. What are your thoughts on Caleb Williams, unsurprisingly, I guess, ending up at Southern Cal today? Status quo, business move. I think that you follow a guy like Lincoln Riley just because of his quarterback prowess. Uh, he was able to get a couple of guys, be number one picks, a couple uh, Heisman Trophy winners, and, and all eyes are going to be on you at USC. People are on one hand, wanting to see what Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams can do with this program that is honestly a blue blood. But at the same time, you also have people waiting for them to fail. If he goes out there and he has any modicum of success, he's going to look really good. He's going to be high on all rankings. He's going to be yeah. in the Heisman recruit, uh, Heisman, and you never know. He might have a chance to play for a playoff uh, berth at this point. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, Ellis, what are your thoughts? You see a, a team like... Uh, let's take Ole Miss, right, that has so many transfers coming in, some high-level talent coming in, and then you take on the opposite end of the spectrum a team like Clemson that has taken one player that used to play for Clemson and returned him via the transfer portal. It's so crazy to me with all the chaos in college football right now that you can have two teams on such different ends of the spectrum on how to either utilize the transfer portal or not utilize it. Who is right in your mind? Is it the Ole Miss method or is it the Clemson method? I think it's the combination. Uh, it depends on your infrastructure. If you're one of those teams that's been recruiting very well and evaluation very well over the last what few cycles, you have some room to be able to sit back and reevaluate your your program, the players that you have there, what your needs are, and, and go forward. If you're a program like Ole Miss where you had success but it's kind of been hit or miss, you really want to go ahead and bolster it. You, you look at teams like Michigan State who loaded up on transfers and ended up being a top-ten team to end the year. If you're Ole Miss, you want to make sure you're in that conversation as well. You see Texas A&M starting to bolster their recruiting and transfer portal uh, prowess. At this point, I think you can have a moment if you're at Clemson to kind of sit back uh, and reevaluate everything that's out there. But you also have to take some of the Ole Miss uh, point of view and say, hey, we've got to go out and get some players. We've got to fill our roster. One of the biggest yeah. needs, obviously, after last year was quarterback. So, I think Clemson's trying. It'll be slow goings for the Clemson fans if we're looking for a big splash in the playoffs.
it'll be in the portal. Yeah, starting to wrap things up now with Ellis Tolbert from 4th and 16. Uh, Ellis, what's, uh, do you think we're going to see more transfer portal chaos or less in upcoming seasons? Is, is this kind of the end game portion of post-COVID and the extra year for all the players and all the chaos that's gone with that? Or do you see this getting even crazier potentially as we go forward? Well, it's kind of uh, funny that you mentioned, you know, the COVID, you know, getting everything out. It's kind of like that. You're going to see it swell to a point where at some point it's got a plateau. It'll, it'll go back down again. But once rules are augmented, teams are starting to figure out how they can leverage their own boosters, their location, the, the university itself, you'll start to see it come back up. I think it's going to go down a little bit. There's way too many players in the portal that's not going to have a home. They're going to essentially sit out or play D2 football this year. Uh, but you'll you'll see a taper off for sure. Yeah, it's it's. I've kind of got that feeling as well. It's real easy to get caught up in all the drama that surrounds it, but I'm hoping that this is peak wackiness with the portal, and I'm hoping it's peak wackiness <laughs> with NIL as well, and maybe things start getting reined in a little bit, and you at least get, whether it's rules, whether it's guardrails, I don't know, where you at least get some type of structure around both of these things so you don't lose what, Again, I might just be an old guy, but you don't lose some of the magic around college football that makes it so different. That's right. And at some point, you're going to start seeing guys get the bigger picture. Uh, we're seeing some guys transfer two and three times. One and done, essentially, at that school. That's not sustainable. And especially if you're not a high-profile Caleb Williams type guy, you'll just fall on the freight. Yeah, that'll be interesting. All right, Ellis, before you get out of here, I talked to Faxon about it. We got a call from Delvin about it. Washington football team is my favorite NFL team. They are announcing their new name tomorrow. I'm hearing commanders. I'm hearing admirals. I'm hearing they could stick with Washington football team. Do you like any of these names? Do you care? Oh, man. Uh, Hopefully they didn't. They completely left Snyder out of all decisions. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I'm not a big fan of the two. But if I had to pick between, I would go with Admirals. Uh, that just flow, flows a little bit better than Commanders. Uh, they both sound like kind of like the AAFL-type team names. You just go with the Generals and get it over with. Yeah, you could do you could do that as well. And I'm wondering if Curveball or something is coming. But I also, I, you know, I asked Faxon, is there any name that they could come up with that social media is not just going to trounce on anyway because that's what social media uh, does. And also you've got, like you said, you've got Dan Snyder there. So he could literally come up with the greatest nickname of all time that no one's ever even considered before, and everyone's going to hate it just because it's him. That You're, you're not wrong <laughs> at this point. <laughs> uh, he, he's kind of put them in that situation, but we'll see. Hopefully it is something that everyone can get behind, including yourself. And you can change your fight song because it's iconic. And now you'll have to say hail to the commanders. A little strange. Yeah, that is going to be strange. He's Ellis Tolbert from 4th and 16th fame. Ellis, glad we could catch up, man. And thanks for hanging out with me tonight. Pleasure to be here, man. Appreciate it. Great stuff. Well, in the world of live radio, things always go a little sideways sometimes. And I'm hearing from Morgan Thomas from the Morgan Thomas Show that he might not be able to make it next segment. So I will open the phone lines. We might have Morgan when we get back from the commercial break. Who knows? If you want to jump in, my broadband phone lines are open, 864-654-7627. One more segment to go. I'll be with you until the top of the hour. This is the Mark Childress Show.
According to the National Elder Mistreatment Study, one in ten seniors suffer abuse in nursing homes. It can be shocking to discover that your loved one isn't getting the care they deserve. If you suspect your family member is suffering from nursing home neglect, Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, encourages you to help defend them by calling 864-654-3680 for a free legal consultation. The call and consultation are free. Don't wait. Call now. 864-654-3680. Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, here for you. Dr. Frank Armacita, orthopedic surgeon with the Surgery Center at Pelham. I grew up in Clemson and graduated from Clemson University. My family and I proudly call the Upstate our home. Our team at the Surgery Center at Pelham revolutionized the same-day total knee and same-day total hip replacement surgery. You'll be walking out the very same day and back home safely that night. Learn how our team can assist you with your joint pain today online at surgerycenteratpelham.com. It says a lot when the same guy has been running the service department at George Coleman Ford for nearly 30 years. Kurt Shockley oversees a team that takes care of any maker model. They offer free pickup and delivery to service your vehicle, and there are no hidden fees. Plus, the service department's open Saturdays until 1. And you want to know a secret? They're about to begin changes that will take them into the next millennium. Call the George Coleman Ford Service Department at 834-6080. You'll thank me later. What do bird dogs and lizards have in common? They're some of the fine eats at the chicken basket. That's right. And the most delicious fried chicken, too. Give us a try or give us a call. The Chicken Basket, Highway 24 in Anderson, 226-3242. This is for the men who never settle. The ones who miss the fairway all day and still pull out the big stick. The type of guys who will always prefer to be behind the grill than in front of the camera. And the men who never let their friends forget about a high school nickname. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Who wants to settle for a single TV? With more TVs, bigger screens, plus our fabulous scenic views, there's more to watch at Twin Peaks. Rely on the professionals at EnviroMulch for any outdoor project. Even when it's hot outside, EnviroMulch has the right products to protect your plants and help them retain moisture. This enhances your home and saves you money. Order online at EnviroMulchOnline.com. Hey y'all, Robert Kraft here, owner of Clemson Sock Shop, located inside Newtique Boutique on Pendleton Square. Whether you're looking for funny socks, funky socks, practical socks, or nostalgic socks, we've got you covered. We even carry an exclusive line of Howard's Rock Socks. We're a family-owned small business and are sure to carry a sock that will make you and your feet smile. Shop with us Tuesday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Saturdays until 4 inside Newtique Boutique on Pendleton Square. Buy five, get one free. Clemson Sock Shop. It's fun fashion for your feet. No one plans a plumbing problem. Lucky for you, Roto-Rooter is there 24-7, 365, just like they have been for over 30 years. Locally owned by proud Clemson alumni, they'll handle anything. Plumbing inside or out, home or business, from sinks to disposals to septic tanks. They are the experts. Serving the upstate and western North Carolina. Call 288-7686 or online at rotorooter.com. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And we go troubles down the drain. Edwards Ford in Wahala wants to invite you to check out their inventory, chat with a service technician, or do a free trade-in evaluation on your current vehicle. Edwards Ford's number one priority is job customer satisfaction and honesty. Edwards Ford offers big store expertise with mom-and-pop values, doing business the right way for over 60 years. Shop for your next new or pre-owned vehicle at Edwards Ford and experience the difference. 3440 Blue Ridge Boulevard in Wahala and online at edwardsfordllc.com. Want more ACC sports? 
And want to hear from some really cool guests? Kelly Gramlich here. Check out my new podcast with Eric McLean. Gramlich and McLean. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Hey, Tiger fans, don't miss out on this week's specials at Buff City Soap Clemson. With products for everyone, corporate gifts, pet products, laundry soap, seasonal scents, and more, follow Buff City Soap Clemson on Facebook and Instagram for the latest sales and updates. Friends, winter is here, and Elkmont Trading Company in Powdersville and Clemson is the perfect place to get all of your apparel and gear to get you comfortable through the season. Elkmont features great outdoor gear, clothing, and shoes from the brands you like, Patagonia, Free Fly, Bog Bags, Hey Dudes, Birkenstocks, Ray-Ban, and Coastal Sunglasses. In addition, Elkmont features the Upstate's largest selection of own running shoes, and as kayak season approaches, Elkmont's knowledge and expertise with over 25 years of serving the local lakes is why you should shop Elkmont first. Hey, I always find cool new items for me and my family, and you will as well. At Elkmont, you can shop for anything from kayaks and lifestyle clothing to home goods, jewelry, and unique game day clothing. With two convenient locations in Powdersville across from Chick-fil-A on Highway 153 and then Clemson at 93 exit off of 123. There's always something for everyone at Elkmont. And go Tigers! Your game day connection to Clemson football. All day, every game. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Welcome back in. Final segment of the show. Mark Childress show here. I'll be with you until the top of the hour. Tuesday nights here in the rest of the winter and the spring at 7 o'clock. Okay, I've got Walt Deptula on the line. I'm going to bring him on in just a second. But he's inspired me to do a Walt-like rant, Ramona. And it's about a topic that a lot of people may not care about, but I care about it, and it's important. The U.S. men's national soccer team may be the most incompetently run organization in all of sports in the United States. So, number one, you're playing World Cup qualifying games, and you're playing against Canada. You schedule your game on Sunday afternoon, right when the NFL championship game in the AFC starts. Limiting your viewers, number one. Number two, there is no English-level broadcast of the game unless you subscribe to Paramount Plus Streaming. So I'm already agitated. I watch a game in Spanish on Sunday that the U.S. men's national team promptly loses to Canada, two to nothing. But that's just the warm-up act. Tomorrow, the U.S. men's national team is playing against Honduras, again, in a very important World Cup qualifying match. They scheduled this game in St. Paul, Minnesota. The high for the game tomorrow night is minus 10 degrees. They are playing a soccer game in minus 10 degrees in St. Paul, Minnesota. You can get frostbite in eight minutes. Who is in charge of the U.S. men's national soccer team? Well, I don't think you're a soccer guy, but this organization continues to irritate me to no end. So a little <laughs> Walt Deptula-like rant, because I saw this on Twitter earlier tonight, and I literally wanted to throw something against the wall. It's insanity. Yeah, yeah it's hysterical, Mark. You know, will, will this also be Spanish broadcast only? The, the only positive I, I, I can see is that... I haven't even looked. By, okay, well, perhaps by match two, your Spanish will have improved. 
There we go. Like I can work on uh, being bilingual. Walt, man, what's going on? What, what, what's on your mind tonight? I'm doing good. Well, it's good know, to talk to you. to you. I was listening to you. Yeah, good talk to you, Tim. I was listening to you talk about the, the schedule and the, the toughest challenges. And, no, I'm, I'm sort of with you. I think, I think Boston College is, is a problem spot game, especially after because it comes after Wake and NC State. And I think NC State's going to be sort of a, a red-letter game because they beat Clemson last year. Yes, so agreed. I think having to go up to Chestnut Hill and play a healthy Chukovic who, again, I don't think people yet understand how good Jerkovic is. I, I I expect him to be the first quarterback taken in the draft if he's healthy and plays like like I think he's capable of. Um, you know, we weren't we didn't see that this year. We saw him come back injured at the end of the season, without a season. I would really have loved to have seen what he would have done all year. So so yeah, that worries me. You know, the thing is, Mark, Clemson's gonna play what I would say are six, at least on paper potentially six elite quarterbacks and two others who are elite runners. So there That's are true. challenges in there. I mean, there are a lot of good quarterbacks on that schedule. And anytime you face an elite quarterback, you know, you may run into him on the wrong day. Um, I'm still a little worried about NC State. I think it's, you know, it's here. So it's a game that, that, that I, would, I would favor Clemson. But I'm still a little worried about that. I'm worried about it because the way – Clemson lost that game. I'm, I'm worried about it because of the fact that there was no answer for what Leary did. You know, he controlled every element of that game. You know, he, again, they had 30 first downs. They had the ball for 40 minutes. And what worries me about that is he just dissected Clemson quickly. The ball came out immediately. Clemson's going to have to have a completely different answer for him this year because he's going to do the same thing. I mean, he's really good. It's not by accident. I mean, this is the guy I thought he always could be if he was ever healthy. And we saw what he looked like healthy. And he's just a great decision maker, and he's a very precise thrower of the football. And it's hard to affect him. You know, they don't play this way against everybody, but it's hard to affect him because he's doing the exact opposite of what Wake Forest is doing. He's taking the snap, and that ball is out of his hand. He is not going to be rushed against Clemson. He's going to deliver the ball quickly, uh, whereas, you know, Wake Forest is running that delayed mesh and, and so close to the line of scrimmage that they just can't function against Clemson's interior defensive line. And that's what worries me about them. But, you know, I'm worried about the BC game. And, and I think given the nature of the number of elite quarterbacks Clemson's going to face, you know, I'm not going to predict First of all, I'm not going to predict anybody to go 12 and 0. I think it's hard to go 12 and 0. I don't care who you are, Alabama. I don't. I don't care. I'm not. I'm not picking anybody to go 12 and 0. Uh, but I think 11 and 1, maybe. Um, you know, I've, there are some questions to be answered. Obviously, the the offense has to answer a lot of questions, as you suggested before. You know, this is a team that lost three games last year. But let's be honest. They, I mean, they could have lost seven or eight. Uh, there were so many of those games that that came down to the end. I mean. The BC game here, uh, you know, if it wasn't for That's a right. bad snap, it looked like Dennis Grozel was about to beat Clemson <laughs> here. Dennis Grozel, Clemson's not facing Dennis Grozel up in Chestnut Hill next year. You know, it's interesting. I 
I don't think anybody could sit here right now and say, hey, Clemson's running the table because there are a lot of questions to answer. But when I saw the schedule released last night, Walt, my first reaction was very positive. I thought it set up well. I really like the fact that it starts, in my opinion, very soft and it allows everybody to kind of, you know, shake the cobwebs out. You've got two new coaches, coordinators in there. Potentially, you might not have to show a lot on the defensive side of the football until you play NC State. And maybe that's an advantage, that plus that game is circled on the calendar. So my initial reaction was, this schedule's pretty good and sets up okay for Clemson. And I haven't felt that way about some the last few years. Well, again, I think there are challenges based on the number of elite quarterbacks Clemson's going to play. But I, I do agree with you that I think that the schedule being soft up front allows you to develop some confidence offensively, which is something yes. this team had no chance for last year when you open against Georgia, when you have so many new parts, and you open against a team that eventually wins the national championship. I, I still think that game was damaging to Clemson. I think it was damaging to DJ, and I think it was damaging to Clemson. I, I think that you know last year, this past season, given the amount of new parts you had, you would have preferred to open against Georgia State than, than Georgia. You know, I think, yeah. and so I, I agree with you. I think that, because look, there are still going to be offensive questions going into the season. I think that getting that, as you described, soft start, I think it, it will help them build a little confidence by the time they get to the games, starting with Wake Forest, that matter. Yep. Hey, Walt, thanks for jumping in here. And just know yep. that tomorrow, when the when the Washington football team announces their their new nickname, that I will be probably yeah. punching a wall or smashing my head against a wall in absolute hatred. There's no way it turns out good tomorrow. I just want it over with so that we can move on. I'm more worried about your quarterback than your nickname. Oh. <laughs> I saw Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy stuff. Garoppolo is headed to Washington, according yeah. to the betting odds no. right now. That could be okay. the only thing. Right. Give me the commanders and Jimmy Garoppolo, and I can just go jump okay. off a bridge someplace. <laughs> right. See, if that happens, then we won't need to know your name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, that, if that happens, no one will know your name for the next 10 years. So. Now, that would be a curse. I'm not rooting for that for you, Mark. All right, Mark. I'll see you. Thanks, Walt. Walt Deptula, Road Rage, 3-7 to seven every night of the week. All right, folks. Uh, first show of Season 4 in the books. Catch me on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock here in the winter and spring when there is not a basketball game or a baseball game in conflict. So I think I'll miss the next two weeks on Tuesdays and then return after that. And I think once we get into baseball season, it'll be a little bit more stable. Hope you have a wonderful night. Thank you to my spectacular guests, Ellis Tolbert, Fax and Childress, and Mr. Walt Deptula surprising us in the last segment. Special thanks to Ramona as well. This has been the Mark Childress Show. See ya. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar. Granger Nissan of Anderson is not only home of the lifetime warranty, but the winner of the Nissan Award of Excellence for three years in a row. Granger Nissan is here to serve the upstate.